Dear uh, friends in Christ, uh, grace to you and peace from God our Father and uh, from our Lord and uh, Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to start uh, tonight uh, with a little uh, kind of a disclaimer, maybe. Uh, <clears throat> Pastor Kurt <clears throat> made up the preaching schedule uh, for the Lenten services, and uh, I got to tell you, he volunteered to do it last week, which was adultery and killing, and I, I was really grateful. And then, but I realized then he gave me uh, a, a, a lying and stealing. So I said, okay, I can handle that. And then here last Wednesday, in my office, is a great big box of Kit Kat candy bars. <laughs> so it's been a rough week, I'll tell you that. Oh, thank you. All right. Also, uh, by the way, some kind lady gave me a, a cough drop before service started, so I think it'll be about another five, ten minutes before I'm done with it. <laughs> so just talk among yourselves. <laughs> okay. Well, yes, yes, yes. Commandments uh, 7 and 8 from uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse, uh, verse 15. You shall not steal. What does this mean for us, says our uh, leader, uh, Martin Luther? We are to fear and love God so that we do not rob our neighbor of his uh, money or property or take them by any unfair dealing or fraud, but help him to improve and protect his property and his means of making a living. And Exodus 20, verse 16, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not betray, slander, lie, or gossip. Ooh, I didn't know that was in there. Uh, gossip about our neighbor, but defend them, <clears throat> speak well of them, and put their most charitable construction on all that they do. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord, again tonight in the rain to hear your word, to rejoice in your goodness, to celebrate together, Lord, the fact that Jesus came and, and he suffered and he lived and he, he died for us on our behalf. And so, Lord, we dedicate these midweek Lenten services to you, Lord Jesus, who cared enough to give yourself the very best. And now, Lord, I pray that the words of my mouth and the, <coughs> the meditation of our hearts, Father, together may be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, as uh, Pastor Curtis mentioned, of course, we've been preaching through uh, the Ten Commandments uh, this, uh, <coughs> this uh, midweek Lenten uh, series. Tonight we have, you shall not kill and you shall not lie or bear false witness. But uh, <clears throat> rather than looking like, like a two-part sermon, I kind of want to do my best to kind of meld these two together. Because I think that both uh, <clears throat> lying and stealing are, are cut from the same cloth, if, if we could put it that way. Uh, so they are a lot like all of the last seven 
of the commandments that have to do with how we relate to each other in society and in community. Can you imagine a society where we were simply allowed to steal uh, with impunity around us? Think what a, a wreck our society would be. Or if we could use our, um, uh, if, if there was no injunction against lying in court or gossiping or telling stories that are not true. By and large, stealing and lying are cut from the same cloth. Just a couple or two or three examples of that. Uh, all of us know and we've heard on uh, different stories on television where convicted prisoners, maybe some of them convicted for life, are sent to prison based on the false testimony of someone who either wanted to get even or just was not clear or whatever. Not only did the lie take place, but that but the one that was imprisoned was robbed of a lifetime of worth and value. Secondly, as I was preparing the sermon, I I, I, uh, remembered the story of Bernie Madoff. Most of us remember that. Uh, Bernie Madoff, uh, I don't know, just probably four or five years ago now, uh, but uh, Bernie uh, falsified documents, lied to investors, and regulators, and he lived a lavish lifestyle. But in his, but <clears throat> he left behind him a trail of broken people who had their who had their whole life savings, their whole retirement plan locked up in his Ponzi scheme. Oh, but yeah, Bernie Madoff is in jail. His uh, his palace now is a six by eight uh, cell. I just wonder if uh, Bernie Madoff was in Sunday school on the day the teacher taught about the Seventh and Eighth Commandment. Another story I read recently about uh, back in the days when uh, children could ride on the train with their parents if they were five years old or younger. So one time there was a young mother (coughs) and her six-year-old boy who were carrying their luggage to the train. And the mother leaned over before they got on the train and she said, "Uh, Billy, um, be sure you tell them that you're five years old. Well, Billy frowned, but he got on the train and eventually the conductor came by. And he asked Billy, how old are you? And Billy kind of sheepishly said, I'm five years old. Well, a couple hours later, the conductor uh, came by again and trying to be friendly and strike up a little conversation with this little boy, kind of tousled his hair a little bit and said, how are you doing? Oh, doing fine. Oh, you like baseball? Oh, yeah, I like baseball. And uh, just as an offhand comment, he said, and uh, how old? Uh, or how, uh, how long before you turn uh, six? And the little boy thought about it for a minute, and he said, in a kind of a southern drawl, he said, well, probably about the time I get off this train.
Oh, boy. Well, these two commandments strike at the heart of human behavior. Who of us are truly honest all the time? One of your neighbors asks you, how are you? And what do you say? Pretty fine, right? Fine. What you don't tell them is that your arthritis is acting up, your bunions are screaming out at you, you've been all up, up all night with a sick child, or your parent in the nursing home uh, is unhappy because all they want to do is go home. Or how often have we not stolen another person's sense of self-worth by some needless criticism? Or we steal a few uh, moments from our employer by lingering a few extra minutes at the water cooler or sharing a piece of gossip in the break room. Last Sunday's... Excuse me, last Sunday's Our Daily Bread devotion book uh, carried the story of an, of an English teacher who was teaching a class of Oriental students. He handed out a multiple choice test. He gave it to these Oriental kids and uh, got them back, and after, while he was grading, the test, he noticed that a number of the questions were left unanswered from this multiple-choice test. And so when he started giving the test back to the kids, he said to them, "Uh, next time when you take a multiple-choice test, why don't uh, just, if you don't know the answer, take a guess. And then one of the students raised his hand, and he said, What if I accidentally get the answer right? That would imply that I knew the answer when I really didn't. That's the kind of integrity I think we need in our country. As I mentioned before, or may have forgotten to mention, that uh, (coughs) Commandments 7 and 8 really are woven together in what I would call the theme of integrity. Integrity, somehow, it's hard to define, but you kind of know it when you see it. It's when your words and your actions jive. It's when you wear the same face out in public that you do at home with your family. I want, to be, I want to be so at peace with God that I have no need to steal your stuff or belittle you to others. And so Martin Luther uh, raises this com- the commandments to a different level. Not only do I not want to take your stuff, As a matter of fact, I want to improve your house, maybe cut your firewood, or encourage you somehow in your career. And not only does the the Bible say, the commandments say, uh, (coughs) uh, you shall not lie, 
But Martin Luther says, not only shall you not lie, but you shall speak well of your neighbor. Put the best construction on what they do. What's the, op- the opposite of gossip? I want to be so at peace with God and with others and myself that I have no need and no desire to take from others or destroy uh, their good name. And so what Martin Luther does is he takes the, uh, the, the commandments and he, in a sense, raises them to a different level. Not a new level, but a different level. And so it's not so much uh, uh, what you don't do, but it is what you do. Now, listen to these. Uh, um, <clears throat> Jesus, then, takes those, those positives and, uh, and transforms them to, uh, to another level, a newer level, a greater level. Listen to these words again from tonight's gospel. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth, I have the word rust, uh, I never heard the word vermin before, but uh, uh, where moth and rust and thieves do not break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not consume and where thieves do not break in and steal. And what's the next line? Where your, treasure is, where, your, uh, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Wow. Is your, do you hear that? Do you, do you, you kind of see the, the connection? If, if, my, if my heart is right with God in Jesus Christ, I, I, don't, I don't need your stuff. I don't need to rob you. Uh, I don't need to go into your garage and take your car. I don't need to go into your house and rob you of your, uh, your television. I don't need your stuff because I am at peace. I found my, fulfillment, my, my fullness in life in the things that I have with God. It is in laying up treasures in heaven that I find peace and no longer a need to take from others. That's not to mention Kit Kat bars, but that's another story. Not only, <coughs> not only that, if my treasure is in heaven with God, I don't need to belittle or criticize or make fun of my neighbor. Why? Because I know that, I know that they are as much a child of God as I am. That's what happens when Jesus Christ gets into your heart and into your life. You get a whole brand new way of looking at other people and other things. A kind of way that this world can never give you. That is indeed the the transforming power that comes when Jesus Christ is at the center of your life. Now I want you to hear with me again these amazing words from the Apostle Paul. 
from the third chapter of Colossians. It's in your bulletin. You might want to follow along. I'm going to read that uh, section again. And then I'm going to share a few other verses uh, with you from that same third chapter. So uh, just uh, follow along. If you then have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. Just think of that. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above. Oh, not on things that are on earth. For what? You have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked, when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away, anger and wrath and malice and slander and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Put on then as, that's as far as you probably have in your bulletin. Hear these words now. Uh, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. Oh, I love that. Kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bearing with one another. And if I have a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the, in the body, and be thankful. And let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish uh, in all, um, and singing, uh, missed that up, uh, teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, and hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. And then this closing verse. And whatever you do, whatever you do, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God the Father through him. Oh, yes. That is the kind of Christ-like integrity that I crave. And Lord, grant that we may be more and more like Jesus every day.